Hello and welcome to my live streaming on Sunday, March 7th, 2021. I want to welcome everybody here. Today we're talking about automatism and the spiritual body. Now, think about this for a second. Your physical body has automatic um, reactions, right? You don't have to tell your heart to beat. Right. That is in your, you know, your brain to function. These things just function automatically. Your lungs, you kind of sub think how to breathe and you have, you have to think how you walk. Although sometimes you become so deep, you don't really kind of notice it as you're walking, but you do have to kind of sub think of it. But other things are automatic. So this is telling us, but in this book, Evolution in Two Worlds, what is kind of automatic in the spiritual body? Because after all, the spirit body is our main body. It's the paraspirit, right? We have the spirit, which is connected to the paraspirit, which it connects to every cell of our physical body. And that paraspirit must go through all, you know, over years and eons of practicing how to control physical bodies, all the way from insects to animals to more intelligent animals. That finally, when you graduate, you get to you get to uh, control a free-willed human that's us when we go free-willed we have to you know that's why we're on the planet of atonement we have to now change our character personality so we can become something productive in the spirit realm but before i begin please hit the like hit the subscribe button the like button has really gotten important in the youtube algorithm so i ask you to hit, hit the like button that's very important and hit the, the subscribe, the bell, then you'll be notified when I live stream, which is Sundays and Tuesdays at this time. So let's start Evolution in Two Worlds, Chapter Four, a very exciting book. So, physiological automatism. This is what he, uh, this is what they say. It must be pointed out that it took eons for the intelligent principle to shape it in its own vehicle of manifestation, the acquisitions that would support its growth toward greater evolutionary accomplishments. Now, that is what I said before, right? You go through and you practice, you know, you're, the, you're this kind of small uh, logical uh, being in, in controlling your 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 intelligence is limited your free will is limited but you're you're all the time you're practicing on controlling physical beings or what's their simulated physical beings as we are here on earth and in fact this let you know i'm kind of going through all of this tying all the spirit realm in a book that i'm writing it should be out in about three months or so called the spirit realm spiritism Spiritism reveals the, the reality of our existence. It goes through how, how we are, who we are, the physical realm, the spiritual realm, how we're guided in our future. Okay. By presiding over the living cells of a physical and spiritual nature and pressing them into its service in order to achieve greater potential for growth and progress, the intelligent principle undergoes profound experiences on the terrestrial and extraterrestrial planes. Experiences that would, over time, endowed with physiological automatism, through which it maintains effortly, carries out all the primary activities of maintaining, preserving, and renewing its own life. So again, we have this, this small logical structure is, is going through. This is exactly how 
how you know an AI would be created, right? And this is you would train it, you'd give it real world experiences, and then you would keep giving it more and more and grow and grow and grow. That's how we are done. So you start out small and you control more and more, control more complex organisms, and you figure out what you control without that that person at the end, that little kernel of intelligence that we have, let's say we're we, in our body, we have our spirit brain and we have our physical brain and our physical brain is inferior to our spirit brain, but this is what controls us while we are in this physical simulated environment. So reflex activities of the unconscious. We know that if we intend to learn to read and write, we must first concentrate on the laborious task of learning the alphabet and penmanship employing cerebral energy and coordinating the movement of eyes, lips, and hands in multiple phases of attention and effort in order to overcome our inhibitions so that we can read and write mechanically without any effort except that of absorbing, communicating, or materializing the, re the, the reading or written thought, since reading and writing will have become automatic in the realm of our mental activity. So he's saying, you know, when we read and write, and you know, after a while, you know, when you first start reading, right, you kind of sound out the words, but then you just look at the words and you know what they are. It all becomes automatic in your brain. I'll carry on. Based on the ceaseless repetition, repetition of the actions indispensable to its own development, from clothing itself with dense matter on the physical plane and ridding itself of it, of it in the phenomena of death to reclothing itself with subtle matter on the extra physical plane and then being reborn again on the earth in countless learning experiences. The spiritual principle incorporated all the resources of the intelligence that would distinguish it in the brain of the future through the so-called reflex activities of the unconscious. So that our spirit, our spirit body is practicing incarnating, discarnating, incarnating, discarnating. And then when you're discarnated, your, your physical body is replaced by a more subtle ethereal body, but it still looks like your physical body, if that's what you want. You can change it through your mind over time. In fact, when people die, they usually, be, you know, they usually either, if they die young, they look a little older. If they die older, they look a bit younger. People are usually in their 20s, 30s. Sometimes people want to appear as they're in their 40s. Then he discusses Descartes' theory. Mindful of this and astounded at the gigantic heritage of the human mind, in the 17th century, Descartes asked himself about the complexity of the nerves and formulated the theory of the animal spirits. These animal spirits would be situated in the brain and would run through the neural network to attend to the humors, organic defense, and breathing without conscious participation of the will. Descartes Descartes went so far to assert, assert that these animal spirits were responsible for reflex behavior in humans, and he applied a similar rule specifically to animals, which he classified as machines devoid of thought. Descartes was not able to understand the full extent of the pathways that have opened up to evolution throughout the centuries. However, he did grasp the truth of the reflex act that obeys the nerve influx in automatism, in which the soul evolves towards higher planes of consciousness through birth, death, experience, and rebirth in the physical and extra-physical life, in the inevitable advance towards the higher life. Now, so what they're saying is our 
our paraspirit, our spirit controls, really controls the automatism in our physical body. Now that can, of course, that's completely denied by current human science. That no, we're all, we're just this organic life. We have no, we have no uh, connection to the spirit realm. And when we die, we die. Well, that's not true. They will find out eventually, but we really are, our paraspirit is, is actually connected to every cell of our body. And when that, when you pass over, I don't want to say die because you really are going to a better place. You're really like free of your physical body. When you pass over and they cut that little cord from the paraspirit to the physical body, only at that time is when your physical body will start decomposing. The next section is automatism and inheritance. Just as in human society, individuals work for the community by contributing the product of their own acquisitions, and just as society labors for its individuals by protecting their lives under the imperative of incessant improvement, in the less evolved kingdoms, inferior beings serve their species by mechanically offering it the fruit of their own achievements, while the species labors for them in return by helping them with all the traits assimilated by it so that the ascension of life does not suffer any break in continuity. So you're saying that the, the inferior species are really helping the superior, the more evolved species in their task. Everybody has a part to play. If in the human realm, intelligence is followed by reason and reason by responsibility, in the lines of civilization on the auspices of culture, we can see that in the real rear guard of transformism, reflex precedes instincts, just as instincts precedes deliberate activity. So, and this is telling us how we progress as spirits and in what type of bodies. So, this discards saying all animals had, had this were just automatons, and that's not true. And this is what he's saying he's, he's saying that. It's a gradual scale. So if you are a young, uh, a young piece of logic and you're a young spirit and you don't have much intelligence and they put you and they put you in control of an ant, all you have is instinct. Okay, an ant has its, its function. You're a worker ant, you just do what you're told. Now, as you go through eons in life after life, you may become like a dolphin. So a dolphin has some free will. It doesn't have complete free will like we have as a human, because then we have total choice. We're gonna, you know, I don't want to say that you you um, you have that you don't have um, a blueprint, a program set of events you have to go through. But we can, within our own range of choices, we can make choices within those events, and we can learn or not learn within those events. And we can analyze correctly or not analyze correctly within those sequence of events. Whereas an animal like a dog or a dolphin or an elephant will have its instinct, but then they can also make some small changes. So as he's saying is reflex precedes instinct and instinct precedes deliberate activity. So everything is gradual. There's no, there's no like definite steps. Deliberate activity is the basis of the intelligence and the reservoirs of knowledge acquired through incessant recapitulation and transmission over thousands of millennia in which the spirit principle slowly traverses the elementary circles of nature. 
Like a living vessel, it proceeds from form to form until it is configured in the human individual in transit to sublimated maturation in the angelic realm. So, again, as, as we said, you're slowly going up and up and up. Now, now you think of us, we finally, we finally got through that step of, of becoming a free-willed human. Now, now, this should help you understand why we have to go through so, so much chaos and trauma in our life. So everything that we've learned, how to thrive and survive by, you know, eating what we need to eat, right? Because we've been controlling these instinct animals and we're controlling like these higher animals that can make decisions. But a lot of times the decision is, I want more and I want what you have, like a lion that scares away, uh, you know, someone else from, from the kill. And all the selfishness has really, selfishness and pride has really helped, has helped us survive controlling these uh, simulated physical animals. But now we're getting ready for the next step. So on a primitive planet and on a planet of atonement, we now have to kind of refashion ourselves and go from our pride and selfishness, which you know, all of the other emotions, hate, revenge, all that, where you know we wanted others to serve us, which you know it's our culture, right? Is that the higher you go, the smarter you are because you've got more people kissing up to you. Is now we have to completely one eighty that, and we want to be the ones that want to help other people succeed. And that is a whole different mindset, and that's why we have to rip out hate, envy, jealousy, pride, selfishness, and replace that with love, charity, and fraternity. So I'll keep, I'll keep reading. Consequently, so that we may comprehend the impracticability of any separation from between physiology and psychology in any study regarding the spiritual body, we cannot neglect the essential function of automatism and inheritance in the formation of the responsible individuality. Since by means of attraction in the mineral, sensation in the plant, and instinct in the animal, we can see the chrysalis of consciousness building its faculties of organization, sensitivity, and intelligence, gradually transforming all neural activity into psychical life. Again, so he's showing you how we practice, practice, practice. And as we practice and as we ascend, our spirit becomes more complex, more, it has more capacity, more awareness. And given more responsibility. Every time you go from one type of animal to the next, you give them more, more responsibility. And this is what we want. This is what we want to achieve. We want to achieve, we want to achieve perfection eventually, but we want to achieve the fact that we we change our character and our personality. So we're given more responsibility. And with more responsibility, we're given more avenues of service and more ways to gain knowledge. And you know, their intellectual pursuit becomes really fun. Okay, next section evolution and the cosmokinetic principles. The days of creation as described in the books of Moses amount to immense periods in time and space because the spiritual body which molds the physical body and the, and the psychical body which represents the spirit body are the works of many, many centuries. A work patiently carried out in two different spheres of life. 
one resumed in the cradle and the other in the grave under the guidance of the divine instruction that oversees earthly evolution. So you're always working, you're always improving. You're improving in your physical body and you're improving now you're back in the spirit realm. You're always learning. There's always something going on. Even if you're like, you know, because look, there's pets. There's pets in the spirit realm. When you go to the spirit realm, you may see your favorite cat or dog or, or whatever. And they're in the spirit realm. And you're learning in the spirit realm. You're, you're taking classes. But that, that pet with you is also absorbing information. In fact, you can actually read their minds. That's pretty simple reading their minds. But you can actually kind of see what they're seeing and what excites them. So they're learning from you. In making such a statement, we are by no means trying to explain the genesis of the spirit. For now, that would imply an arrogant and pretentious definition of God himself. So he's not trying to say is, we know exactly how God makes a spirit. Well, we don't, but we kind of think it begins with a very primitive logical structure. We merely intend to point out that the law of evolution prevails over all the beings of the universe, just as the cosmokinetic principles which determine the stability of the heavenly bodies are, at their origin, the same ones that regulate organic life in the structured and movement of atoms. So, what is he saying? The same forces that set the, the earth in motion around the sun, and the moon around the earth, and our solar system around our nebulae, and the way the, the galaxies rotate around whatever, right, is the same origin that regulate our organic life and the movement of atoms. It's all the intelligent principle. We've been told in the books by Reverend G. Bao and in other books, spiritist literature, that there's nothing in the physical plane that is not the, not the, the uh, result of a thinking by a higher spirit. And that higher spirit put that into action and let us create that. Now, so the higher, you know, the higher spirit, Jesus Christ, created the earth, helped guide the evolution of the humans, of the human uh, species. So therefore, everything was there. And then the, the simulation that we're in that, you know, kind of binds us, gives us blinder, blinders like a, a horse in a, in, in a race. So we can't do too much except kind of have stimuli hit our emotions, because we're here mainly to, to correct our emotions, it was all done by an intelligent principle, by the order of higher spirits. I carry on. On the extra physical plane after death, our wind reconstituted at birth. The spirit's vehicle is the sum of infinitely repeated experiences by which it slowly advances from darkness to light. That's what we've talked about. You, you're learning in centuries after centuries. In it, we locate the individuality, which avails itself of less evolved existences to affirm itself, less evolved existences that render service to it, because it receives valuable cooperation from them to grow in conformance with the inescapable objectives of progress. So, it's learning. It's learning from its more primitive origins. And so, you can, you can ask, okay, why did God make us go through all of this? Why do we have to be very primitive, you know, doggy dog, you know, tigers or lions or bears and kill whatever we wanted to? And then we have to kind of completely change ourselves, becoming 
nice benevolent creatures who had never hurt a lamb. Why didn't he just make us all nice benevolent creatures? Well, the reason for that is then we wouldn't be unique personalities. And that is the genius, the absolute genius of the spirit realm under the divine uh, leadership of God. And we are under the divine leadership of Jesus Christ is that for some reason, and I don't have, I don't pretend to have the answer. We must go through this eons of primitive existence to build the base and foundation of a character that's quite ruthless. But then the, the, the whole process of transforming ourselves into this nicer civilized person then really gives us all, just make sure that we're all stamped with this uniqueness. And so, you know, you have high angels, Jesus, you have Socrates, Buddha, they all have their personality, they all have their traits. They're all, you know, wonderful, distinct people. They're not, they're not robots of goodness, right? They're not all nice the same. They have different little senses of humor. They're all different, but they're all perfect, which is kind of a strange concept. They're all perfect in their own way and their own attitude. So this is the genius. This is, this is why the spirit realm is just amazing. Okay, let me go on. But of course, I just want to say, this explains why we have to go through all this hassle, right? This is not easy. You, you know, you're on earth, you're not being trained. You're not being trained to do something simple like, you know, washing a dish, right? We can teach our 12-year-old to do that. Well, hopefully, sometimes, it might take a while. But no, this is more like brain surgery in a cosmic dimension. That's what we're trained for. Therefore, our training is hard. Okay, next section, the genesis of the psychosomatic organs. All of the organs of the spiritual body and consequently of the physical body were built very slowly in view of the necessity of the mental field's conditioning and the exteriorization in the earthly environment. Thus, touch was born in the intelligent principle by means of its passage through the nucleated cells in their amoeboid impulses. Sight began through the sensitivity of the plasma in the unicellular flagellites exposed to sunlight. The sense of smell began in the simplest aquatic animals through excitations from the environment in which they were evolving taste. Taste appeared in plants, many of them armed with vicious, vicus hairs that excluded digestive juices, and the first sensations of sex appeared in marine algae which were provided not only with male and female cells, which attracted to each other, would then swim to each other, but also with a prototype of sensitive skin, which may be defined as a secondary region of, second, of sexual affinity. So again, this is what he's saying is what I've said before. In our modern culture, we believe that Darwin's theory of evolution explains every bit of evolution. But there's a lot, you know, there's numbers, there's complex things like the eyes. Uh, there's a lot there that is pretty hard to explain. But when you think of the genius of this idea, we have this physical world with things can evolve. Then when you have the assistance of the spirit world, where they say they have teams, right? And we've read, and, and it's, this is in my book, How We Are Guided by Spirits. Uh, book three. Book one, let me show you this. Book one is is uh, Heaven and Below, 
the spirit world. Uh, uh, book one of Spiritism, Spirit World Revealed to Emily Baker. I talk about heaven, uh, the lower zone, the dark abyss, and Jesus Christ. And then I talk about on the next book, I talk about spirits and the spirit universe. Let me find that book for you. And then the third book we talked about is how we are guided by spirits, how spirits help us grow individually and also evolve, right? Evolve us, evolve cultures and, and countries. So this is book two, uh, book three. Book two is spirits in the spirit universe. I'll show, show you book two so you can see that too. So book two is, is what is the spirit? What are the attributes of the spirit? How does the spirit learn when you're in the spirit world? What are the different levels of heaven? How do you ascend in different levels of heaven? And then book three is, okay, how we are guided. Even in the spirit world, we are guided and we have guardian angels. So this is, so in this book, I talk about how teams of spirits. So let's say there is a team of spirits that is in control of the plant world on the earth. Now, some of these may say, okay, we assign, we assign to you the oak tree, and then you can evolve the oak tree as you wish. You can help it evolve, you can evolve naturally, but you can also make subtle changes in DNA. But then there's also a team that can evolve a parasite that attacks the oak tree. And over time, we'll see who wins. And those teams are allowed to compete. Now, you're not allowed to completely wipe it out with no, no sense, and there's some rules of behavior going on here. And that's also why interspecies, for most of it, interspecies uh, sexual relations don't result in, in any new species. That's, that's not allowed. That, that's one of the rules of the you know divine rules. That's why it doesn't happen. It, it's amazing how they have all this set up, right? The DNA is all this little encoding in there. It's the physical representation of the actual logical code that is controlling our, our physical um, simuli. Uh, uh, so this is why it's so interesting. So these things, so the spirit world will help evolve. That's why we're evolved like from chimpanzees. They took chimpanzees and they changed, they fused a couple, you know, chromosomes, genes, and they made some other little changes. And because they work with what they have and they built this up through centuries, eons, and so then they got to the point where they built a physical human that could actually handle a more intelligent soul. And we're not done yet, right? Whole races have been wiped out. And in fact, we're told in the future, we're all going to absorb and more be like one whole race. Uh, so that no matter how much you love, whatever your heritage is, kind of leave that behind you. We're all going to change in the future. In fact, we're in, we're all different in the spirit world. And who knows what you look like? If you get selected and you go to another planet for training or rebirth there in another planet, you may be green and have four arms. I mean, and you may love that and think you're, oh my God, I have to go back to earth again. And, you know, and only have two arms, horrible. So, but that's the way it is. You are, you go to other planets, you go to other levels of planets. You're always learning. In fact, even in the spirit world, they'll take you to other planets. You won't maybe incarnate on the planets, but you'll, you will observe other species, you'll observe other life, you'll talk to the spirits around that planet because each planet has a levels, you know, many levels of heaven around that planet. And you'll get to know all that. So it's, it's um, there's so much out there. Intellectually, you'll be excited to, to go to the spirit world.
Okay. The endeavor of intelligence is the next section. Thus, examining the phenomenon of systematic reflection, generating the automatism that characterizes the intelligence of all spontaneous activities of the spiritual body, we can easily see that the progress of the intelligent principle toward the human kingdom and the journey of the human consciousness toward the angelic kingdom symbolizes the multimillinary progress of God's creatures who, by decree of the divine law, must be entitled through self-effort to the, the crown of immortality in heaven. So that is the end of that chapter. Now, the next chapter is chapter five, which is cells and the spiritual body. So uh, before I end here, I'd like to say, please hit the like button. It really helps the uh, YouTube algorithm. Hit the subscribe if you haven't subscribed before. Please share this. Tell other people I will be live on Tuesday and we'll go over a wander in the spirit land. And I'll continue on uh, that, which is very interesting with people love. It's a great PDF. So I try to keep different aspects of spiritism. Give me comments if you like. You know, whenever you give comments, there, I can discuss that. And, and I'm at the end here. If anybody has questions, please ask questions. But I'm hoping, you know, this this book, this evolution in two worlds gets down in pretty gritty detail and it's but it starts really explaining uh it's it's a it's not an easy read but it really starts explaining the processes and procedures of how you are where you are today if we really want to know why we're here and why things are happening to us the way they are we should understand the spirit realm where we came from we should understand that this is just one small dimension that's a subset of the spirit dimension the spirit world the spirit universe and we are just a subset our physical dimension and we're limited we can only see about one sixth of the world around us and we're here for a purpose that is to improve ourselves until one day we can ascend to be a pure spirit which will take a lot of effort and, and we'll go through more different levels of planets first though we need to go from a planet of atonement to a planet of regeneration, which we are in the process of now. We have just started around the year 2000. Now, I do know that advanced spirits from other planets, Alcyone, have come here, for to name one example, have come here to incarnate to help us give examples of civilized human behavior. Hopefully, we listen to them and we, and we, we uh, adopt their superiority in their, in their civilized manners. They were brought here around the year 2000, a little bit before, a lot more after. So what I have read and heard is we'll start feeling the effects of these advanced spirits around the year 2040, 2050, when they become, of course it takes that long, right? Most people don't get in positions of power when you're in your 30s, it mostly takes your 40s or 50s. So these people have to grow and get into positions of responsibility and power. And then we'll really start seeing the earth moving towards a better place. But until then, we can all do our small part. So I want to thank you, everyone, for joining me tonight. Please take your time. Uh, learn about spiritism at my blog. And then also, I have a free PDF book, Spiritism 101, The Third Revelation. It's on my blog, nwspiritism.com. It's in PDF. Uh, download it. It's also in French, and I have some books, others in, in, in French. 
And I'm also having a couple more being translated because uh, the problem is the solution is in France. I've had a lot, quite a few people, I'm amazed, I, or I have been downloading that book. I'm going to have the next one um, actually translated and put out as a Kindle and a paperback. So hopefully I can get, get that done. I have some wonderful people helping me translate for nothing. It is wonderful volunteers. So again, uh, tell your friends and use this PDF. And then I also have the whole spirits book in audio version, which you can go to my site again. You can download the audio file, just like Audible, right? You can you can go to different chapters, or whatever, or you can do the MP3 file and are the on YouTube. On YouTube, I have the playlist, the spirits book, and I have chapter by chapter. I read the whole spirits book. So if you just want to listen to it, you're welcome. So anyway, I want to say God bless and good night. God bless.